CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Periodic Talks. Hi, I'm Gillian Jacobs. And I'm Deanna Reasonover. This is Periodic Talks. Each week, we rediscover our passion for science, tech, engineering, math, and this week, actually, we are not learning anything this week. Nope, we're not. We're taking a little brain break. Ooh, brain break. It's like Woo. spring break for your brain. <laughs> Normally, I just sit quietly in a room. <laughs> is, that your, is that your spring break, sitting quietly in a room? Yes. I never went on spring break. <laughs> I mean, I think it's great. I just think it's going to be hard to make spring breakers about your particular spring break. <laughs> Um, so we did something really fun last week. We play Dungeons and Dragons, unofficial Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. If you missed it, it was a really fun game episode. Please go check it out on the feed. And we had a great interview with a game designer. But then we also played D&D with some special guests. And we only gave you a little taste. So this week we are sharing a whole lot more of the game. I'm so glad we're getting to the part where we get more into the battle into the conflict. It's very exciting. Yep. And look what I got. <gasps> Ooh, a gorgeous velvet bag, yes. which perhaps contains some... Some dice. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to roll. If it's odd, we'll share the game. If it's even... No, we still going to share the game. No, no, I just want to roll these dice. Okay, it's even. It's six. Let's go. <laughs> Great. All right. I guess without further ado, let's get into the game. This week, we're playing Dungeons and Dragons. Woo! We're joined by Felicia Day, Erica Ishii, and Jasmine Bueller. Ah, Yay! we're so excited. Welcome. I'm so excited. It's going to be great. It's going to be a blast. <laughs> Before we get started, can everyone identify their voices? You know, I'm Erica, I'm Jasmine, I'm Felicia, so the listeners know who's who. Hi, I'm Erica. Hello, I'm Felicia Day. Hello, I'm Jasmine, that bronze girl Bueller. Okay. Deanna here. I'm just going to do a very, very quick primer of D&D. D&D stands for Dungeons and Dragons. It's technically an RPG, which stands for a role-playing game. And that's where you pretend to take on a character so that you can go on adventures. We have what's known as a DM or a dungeon master, who's kind of like the lead storyteller, who's telling us the scenario. We're not competing with one another. There isn't a winner in the end. The point of the game is to go on epic adventures. So we each have our own unique characters. And when we want to take an action for the game or even just want to save ourselves from getting hit by something, we have to roll a dice to see if we succeed. And I promise it is okay if that didn't make any sense. It's okay if you're like, this is too many acronyms. The story is still really fun to listen to. I promise it's okay if you don't get all the rules, really. Also, I want to take the time to do a little bit of a content warning. This is obviously a very different episode than the kind of content we usually produce, and it's a one-off. Um, but there is a little bit of imagined violence in here. You know, things like swords and bows and arrows. If that's not your thing, that's totally cool. We will catch you next episode. Ah! 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so excited. I can just barely talk. Okay. Some of us have a character that we've been playing multiple times, but Gillian's still new to the game. And so she's going to create a brand new character for this game. I'm so excited, but I don't know what I'm allowed to do or not do in the game. Can you help me with that? To new players, I always say when they say, well, can I do this? I always say, assume you can. And as the DM, it's my job to tell you how it happens. Like anything you want to do in this game, you can do. If you see a candle on a table and you want to throw it at someone, you can do that. (laughs) If you want to kill someone, you can do that. If you want to save someone, you can do that. If you want to sit and bake a cake while your party battles... You can do that. And I will guide you through this process. (laughs) Okay. Any last words of wisdom or memorable moments from your first time playing from anyone? Oh, man. I think the first time I played, I didn't really understand how seriously people took the game. So my first time playing D&D, I rolled up a chaotic, evil character. (laughs) And like my first time with this this group of, for lack of a better word, neckbeards in a basement, I (laughs) did something evil and they killed me. And I was shook. I was like, this is a game. And they're like, no. We're like, you know, we do good things. I was like, I will beat you up in real life. <laughs> like the dice man in this make-believe game you made of one, but in real life. Um, <laughs> but now I feel like I'm still not one of those people that takes it that seriously, but I understand a little bit more where it's like, oh, this is like a story they've been telling over the course of like two years. So if I come in and kill somebody that they, even if it's a make-believe character that they have grown like this this relationship with over three years, they're probably going to feel some type of way about it. But I was like, <laughs> so this is a board game, right? <laughs> you, and, you, and you tell me you I can do anything yeah. and you just tell it's me true. how it happens? It's true. It's You're like right. real life You're with dead. no repercussions except people kick you out of a group. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Brutal. Brutal. My first time playing D&D was with a bunch of improv actors, so we were the opposite of neckbeardy. So I played a really high charisma, low intelligence character who just would fireball and was like, well, you were in my way. <laughs> Which they just had to deal with, you know? <laughs> I, uh, for me, you know, I, I started like, oh my gosh, like somewhat like 15, 16 years ago. Uh, and I, I was very lucky that I always had, you know, sort of like a very diverse group. Uh, and I, I don't know, I, I just have these distinct memories from college of, yeah, we, we would play until three in the morning and, and just, it, it was so thrilling because because it was such a release from just our, our normal college workload. And I just, I don't know, I love d so much because it's, it's just collaborative storytelling. All right, I'm feeling excited. Okay, let's get into it. All, All right. right. I guess the most important <laughs> thing is, what is your character's name? Oh, um, what about um, Brian? Brian. A fine and noble name, Brian. Strong name, strong name. Brave, 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 so Brian. I'm thinking Brian is maybe um, an elf. Okay. Or a half-elf. There's a lot of different kinds of elves. Um, oh, shoot, there are. Yeah, I, I, I instinctually picked wood elf just because I Great. assume. Yeah. Okay. And this gives you some perks. Um, being a wood elf mm. means you're extra dexterous. You can see in the <laughs> dark. You have very keen senses and fey ancestry, which means it's difficult for you to be charmed. 
And well, what else? Okay, great. Now we've got your class. I know initially mm. you were leaning towards rogue. Are we still leaning that way? Yeah, it feels right. It feels right. So as a rogue, you're actually proficient in four things, which is, is pretty good. Proficiency oh. just means these are things that you're extra adept at, uh, skills you've honed. We've got acrobatics, which is, you know, flips, dodges, things like that. <laughs> Athletics, which is more feats of strength, deception, lying, liar, uh-huh. uh, insight, reading people, intimidation, investigation, performance, persuasion, sleight of hand is how good you are at picking pockets and uh-huh. um, being good with your hands and stealth, which is hiding. Uh, of these, you get to pick four that you think your character, you think Brian is just like extra good at. Uh, probably I'm going to say in- intimidation persuasion um sleight of hand and acrobatics perfect i don't know if the, i'm doing this correctly or not there's but no I'm, correct there's no correct okay there, you just all right yeah you just be brian okay mm-hmm. i'm just brian i would hang out with brian okay good <laughs> yeah so now my expertise yeah and these are these are two skills that you are an expert at so your proficiency oh. is doubled with those which means that basically when you roll you're gonna get double the buff to those rolls these can be any of the four things you chose up top, mm-hmm. or it can be with thieves' tools. You can also choose mm-hmm. uh, proficiency with like a, a tool like that. Well, I definitely feel like I got to go with the acrobatics, so the flips are really flippy. Fantastic. Um, and then for my second one, why not go with thieves' tools? Perfect. So I'm a th- so I'm a thief. And now uh, we get to choose our background. What do you think Brian did before he decided to go to brunch with us this morning? Oh, great. Um, I think he was a criminal spy. Oh, okay. Perfect. That's it. All right. So we've made Brian. Yay, Brian. So we shall start with Brian. Brian. You have received a very special gilded invitation in the mail to an advance viewing, a special brunch of Saucy Serafina's variety show. Normally, this is something that takes place in the evening, but to a very select few, she has opened her beautiful show in the nearby Sarsaparilla Cafe mm-hmm. for an advance viewing Um and, and all of you have been invited, but Brian, you are the first one there. Oh, my goodness gracious. Brian, 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 Brian chants his own name. Brian, Brian. <laughs> Sissy is very excited to come along with you. <laughs> Brian. Yes, Sissy, as you're waiting outside the beautiful lavender uh, painted shop of the Sarsaparilla Cafe, you do see a wood elf chanting, Brian, Brian, walking up to the front door with you. Hello, self. How are you doing? Do you have a special invitation as well? Brian does. Yes, yes. Brian. Is that what I do now? Do I talk? Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I'm very excited. I just came back from a trip in the ruins and I killed many half. I mean, it was great. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wink, wink. I'm I'm a thief. Um. <laughs> Usually people don't just say that out loud. <laughs> Oh, yes. Uh I I'm I used to be a thief. 
Mm-hmm. Well, if you touch me, I will take off your limbs. Nice to meet you, Brian. Oh, pleasure is all mine. Brian backs away slowly. And probably backs directly into Drayla. Oh. I was going to say, yeah, you see a, a halfling behind you uh, that you almost stumble over as you're backing away from Sissy. Greetings. I'm Brian. Hi. I heard. Drayla. Pleasure, pleasure to meet you, Drayla. Have you have you attended uh, this this brunch before? No. Why? Uh, it was my first time. Uh, I'm excited, but I'm also uh, a little nervous. I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm hungry. You? Hmm. Interesting. Drayla is a halfling of few words. Oh. Uh, I'm a Brian of many. Uh, you hear a clip clop of boots behind you. As we see uh, a uh, tabaxi, am I correct at that? Yes, <laughs> a tabaxi that is approach. Um, so it's a very large ginger feline, you see, uh, with with just wearing these like thigh high boots. Oh, well, hello, darlings. Is, are you here for the brunch as well? I've only been to the evening time show, but I do love a good brunch. I'm Bootsy, the cat in flats. <sighs> charmed, I'm sure. I- I'm Brian. Uh, very charmed. Well, aren't you just a lovely drink of water, Brian? And hello, sissy. I'm lizard folk, as you can see. Yes, yes, that's lovely, lovely. And uh, my my friend, here you are. Drayla. Drayla. Ah, the strong and silent type. Love it, love it. All right, shall we go in? As you say this, all of you make a dexterity saving throw. Ooh. Oh, what? Oh, right off the top. <laughs> uh, 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 15. Sissy awesome. rolled a six. <laughs> <laughs> and what did Drayla get? Drayla got an 11. An 11. And Bootsy? Uh, 17. 17. Whoa. So yeah. Drayla, Ooh. Sissy... You take four bludgeoning damage as the two double doors swing open (laughs) (laughs) with great pomp and fare. And the rest of you are hit with almost like a wave of confetti and a a thick smell of lavender as you are greeted with the sight of a beautiful dragonborn. Their skin is is like blue, like like the most clearest of skies. Big hair, bigger eyeliner, a big dress. Everything is just immaculate with 11-inch tall heels. And with one hand, they beckon to you all and say, I am Sassy Serafina. Steam rising from their nostrils. Welcome to my variety show. Wow. What an entrance. And then marking that they have knocked two of you down, she quickly goes and helps you up. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't see you there. Sissy likes what she sees. (laughs) (laughs) Drayla is completely charmed. Come in, come in. She sashays in through the door 
and you are greeted with a beautiful sight. All of the tables in this cafe have been covered with beautiful brocade tablecloths. There's a candle on every single table. The stage is a beautiful gleaming black color that reflects the stage lights above it, which are like little fairy lights and and these beautiful like Turkish style lanterns hanging from the ceiling. Um, And you can smell sausage and bacon and breakfast cooking. Uh, A tray of mimosas goes by and Sassy effortlessly picks one up and then gestures to all of you a drink uh, is it included or is it do I have to pay extra <laughs> it's included in the cover okay great I recently got 400 gold from a ruins everyone can have a drink on me <laughs> oh, I'll have two then and Sissy goes over and literally eats 40 sausages <laughs> It's a buffet, is it not? (laughs) (laughs) That's right, sissy. Get your money's worth. (laughs) The buffet tray of sausages is rapidly, uh, you know, consumed. And uh, Sassy seats you at her finest table near the stage. And actually takes a seat next to you and says, I'm so pleased you could make it today. I fear that... I'm not sure the show will be able to go on without your help. Oh. Uh, but that not that the saying, though, darling? That the, the show must go on, no? Well, I hope you can get it running. You see, I got this letter today, and she shows you all uh, a letter that looks like it was at one point nailed into the door but then ripped off. And she kind of gives you a brief overview of it like tossing it probably to you, Drela, since you look to be the most serious of the bunch, and says, there's this group called the Red Hat Society or something like that. I don't know. Crimson Cuff Society, Scarlet Saber. I don't know. But they told me that if I didn't pay them protection money, they were going to do everything in their power to make sure that tonight's show didn't happen. And let me tell you, Sassy doesn't let anybody get a coin of hers that didn't work for it. And, well, everything that could go wrong this morning went wrong. Half of my performers are sick. The contortionists have some type of stomach flu. I don't even know if the fire eaters can eat the fire today because there's some type of drama happening over there. And the unagi for tonight's dinner, well, someone cast Revivify on all of them and now they're running amok in the kitchen. (laughs) They taste very good with a little bit of teriyaki sauce. (laughs) <laughs> I like him fresh, mm. yes. Drayla looks at the letter and says, when did you get this? Last night. Right before the evening show. Hmm, interesting. Is there like a streetwise thing we could do? Or what kind of check we could do if we know what this organization is? Yeah, give me a, let's see, an invest. Well, I don't know if an investigation would be the one here. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Is it yeah. just like general knowledge of the area? Kind Maybe of? history? History. Okay. I'll do a history check. I got a eight. <laughs> Sissy is more preoccupied with much bigger fish to fry and eat. <laughs> You've never heard of these nobodies. Uh, maybe I know them. How do I do that? Um, so on your skills, which is going to be that middle column on your sheet, mm-hmm. um, just go and click on the number next to your history. It should be... Oh, yeah. <laughs> But if you click that number, it'll oh. roll the dice and tell oh. you what you get. Oh, uh, I have a 10. I have a 10. 
So yeah, you've you've maybe heard of them in passing, but you don't really know anything about this organization or how they operate. Mm. Well, none of us know who these nobodies are, mm. but uh, we'll be damned if our brunch is spoiled. I already ate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. Sissy is already all in on this. <laughs> Listen, what can we do to help? And what's the pay? Oh, great hmm. question. Well, for pay... Well, if I pay you as much as they wanted in protection, I feel like I'm still coming out behind. So I'll give you half. 100 gold for all of you. And free tickets to the dinner show. And I would remind you, inviting Sissy for free to the dinner show, that's already taking a big chunk out of my bottom line. (laughs) (laughs) Is there more sausage? No, but there will be eel. Mm, Sign me up. Uh, I have nothing going on, so sure. Oh, bless your heart, child. Drayla gives a slight nod. Well, I don't know where you want to start. Uh, Things are running amok in the kitchen. Uh, The fire eaters are reporting some type of problem with their rehearsal. And the contortionists are, I don't know, not contortioning. And I heard that our... Well, I don't know exactly what to call her. We have an act where this lovely half-elf suspends herself from the ceiling with her hair and does an acrobatics routine. Apparently, someone convinced her or charmed her this morning to cut her hair off. So, whichever one of those you would like to tackle, uh, we need something to put on the stage tonight. I can't possibly get by just lip-syncing by myself for 45 minutes. Well, it seems like the most immediate problem here is the kitchens, because those need to be in functioning order right at this moment, right? So... I will leave you to it, Bootsy. Oh, thank you, darling. And she gets up to go tend to other matters and motions you in the direction of the kitchen. Oh, that roll... We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Now back to the story. Sissy gets her bow out and just starts going in there with aggro, 100% aggro. She's like... (laughs) Let's get this on. All Ready. right. Um, Bootsy, what do you do? You see you see Sissy kind of burst in, bow at the ready, but you get to act first. All right. Um, so Bootsy does a does a little somersault into the kitchen and and lands, you know, sort of like flanking uh Sissy. Um so what what do I see? What's what's going on in there? What's the hitch? It is chaos. You see people in cooks' uniforms, like, trying to hold the lids on top of pots. You see some winged serpents uh, flying through the air, uh, spitting what looks to be, like, a viscous acid 
at uh, oh, some of the, the line cooks and the line chefs. Um, you see someone battling uh, a, a what looks to be like a, a giant eel with a, with a pot in a pan. Um, he looks worse for the wear. You would notice that at just like a quick glance. It is pandemonium in here. Uh, food pots are being tripped over. And uh, actually, give me a give me a perception roll. Ten, even. Yeah, that's that's what you notice just at a glance. You do smell a little bit of grease as you come in as well. Mm. Um. All right. Well, first up, it seems like we've got to get kind of everything in order. And so I say, all right, everybody on the staff, please make yourself scarce. The cavalry has arrived. <laughs> Is there a... Fan, Like, you know how there's, like, the giant ventilators mm-hmm. above stoves mm-hmm. and everything? Is that going by any chance, or is it off? Because, like, we're smelling grease in a kitchen, in an act kitchen. Yeah. Seems like it'd be, like, off. there's something off there. Yeah, you do see, like, a giant uh, sort of hood over... Uh over one of the cooking areas, um, you do notice just at a glance that like it is not drawing in air like it normally does. Um, so, so Bootsy does a does a little flip over, pulls out her rapier, and uh, like goes boink to whatever like mechanism mm-hmm. to sort of activate that. So at least we can get some of the fumes out. As you boink, you hear ow. Yeah, that is that is that the noise that your ventilator normally makes? Show yourself who's there. An imp pops out its face at you, but it's not its turn yet, so it's not going to do anything yet. All right, I'm going to uh, actually uh, grab it with with my claws. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Go ahead and roll your unarmed strike. Twelve. Um, that hits. Okay. Um, so I'm going to. So, so I'm gonna. I'm gonna go shink with the claws. <laughs> the claws that go ah, and sort of grab at him <laughs> with like. <laughs> Perfect. You manage to grab him in your in your cat claws, uh, sissy. Your turn. So, sissy looks around and she's like. These other lizards are giving my kind a bad name. (laughs) And so I have a special ability that uh, is Horde Breaker. Once on each of your turns, when you make a weapon attack, you can make another attack with the same weapon against a different creature, which is five feet of the original target. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to be able to do that. Are there any two enemies that are five feet apart that I could hit with my longbow? That's what I assumed. Okay, so I'm going to thwack. And thwack, I'm going to hit twice. So I'm going to do okay. once. Oh, that is probably not a hit. Uh, that is a 12 to hit. That actually does hit. If oh, wow. The winged serpents are, that are close together. Yeah. Okay, so I do eight damage on that one. And then I'm going to do another roll. Ooh, a 13. So I just, I do hit again. Mm-hmm. And I do a seven damage. So those are the two. Perfect. So you all see Sissy quickly knock two arrows into their bow and shoot them off at the same time. They diverge in perfect Legolos fashion, hitting two of these winged serpents out of the air. Uh, and then what would you like to do? Um, I'm going to, I do have a special ability that I could use once 
per, per turn. <laughs> I'm actually trying to. Uh, once per short rest as a bonus action, you can make a bite attack. Is there anybody within five feet of me that I can make a bite attack on? Um, mm. Right inside the door is that giant eel that's like uh, battling oh, yeah. with the with the poor line cook who looks very much bloodied. <laughs> So I'm going to make a bite attack against that one. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to use that one thing. That's my once once per short rest kind of thing I could do. And then I'm going to do a bite attack on this one. And I'm going to roll a 12 to bite. That actually yeah. does hit. Okay. And then I'm going to do four damage. Perfect. <sighs> so as you bite into <laughs> it and deal four damage, you heal for half of that amount. So you get you get a little bit of health back. Um, and then it is the giant eel's turn. It is going to make, I guess, like, let's see. On an even, it goes for you. On an odd, it goes for this line cook. Unfortunately, it's an odd, so it goes for the line cook. And wraps him up in a constricting attack. You see it start to wrap around his body. You see his eyes begin to bulge a little bit as it attacks him. And, like, starts to squeeze the life out of him, attempting to, like, you know, gain some nourishment for itself after you take this big bite out of him. Save him! He looks tasty, but save him! (laughs) (laughs) Brian, you see this happen, you hear Sissy say, save him, what do you do? I probably am going to use both of my daggers and also my leaping ability perhaps uh, to attack the eel is eel yeah the giant eel yeah perfect um okay I got a 23 Ooh, that hits and then go ahead and roll the damage twice once for your main hand once for your offhand seven perfect and then roll an extra d6 and add that damage as well since it's a sneak attack so, okay, so uh, I rolled a sneak attack, and I got a seven. Okay. So as you do this, actually, the giant eel, you just slice it to ribbons. Um, oh. Sissy, you know, manages to, like, this is kind of all happening at the same time, within seconds of each other. Sissy takes a bite out of it. It immediately wraps itself up around this poor line cook who looks like any minute now he's going to be crushed to death. And you just come up behind it, slice this thing to ribbons, driving your daggers into the side of it. And it immediately slumps to the floor in a like completely dead the line cooks looks at you and says oh my gosh thank you so much and and runs out of the kitchen um you know well like i said very bruised and bloodied uh drela it is your turn um how far away uh is our bootsy and this imp Bootsy's about 20 feet away from you, grappling with this strange red winged creature in her hands. Um, actually, give me a perception check. Cool. As you're looking over there. I'll do. I rolled a 13. With a 13, you actually start to see the beginnings of a grease fire on the on the beginning of the co- or the edge of the cooking surface near her. Oh, crap. Uh, okay. Um, can't shoot a grease fire. Um, is there any baking <laughs> soda or salt nearby? Uh, there is definitely cooking stuff nearby. Oh. Yeah. Is that how you put a grease fire out? It. Yeah, you can't use yeah. water. Yeah, that was like. Uh, you can't use water. You smother it. It just spreads it. No. 
<laughs> Wait a minute. You just blew my real life mind. <laughs> so if there's a grease fire, so I would put water on it and I would probably burn my house down. This could have been a, P- this is a PSA for everybody like me. <laughs> <laughs> don't put water on a grease fire. No, yeah. It's oil and water. They do not mix. Uh, oh, I think wow. you can also smother it, right? Yes. Ew, let me see if I have anything <laughs> in. Can I use my well, my backpack is probably made out of leather, so actually that's a bad idea to try to use my backpack to try to smother it. Um, Wait, what's wrong with leather and grease fire? Is this another <laughs> <laughs> Um Is there another pot nearby? I feel like I'm asking yes, a lot of questions. Okay, definitely. Great, great. That's okay. I grab a pot and I start to try to smother these flames. All right, give me a sleight of hand check. Great. So I rolled a... Seven. Holy moly. I was so excited. Oh, no. Um, well, you did roll well on your perception, though, and caught the fire, like, in its beginning phases. So you do actually manage to smother it. Unfortunately, you're not that skilled at doing so. So you do take four points of fire damage. But you do manage to get the fire out um, while Bootsy is right next to you grappling with this imp. It is the imp's turn. The imp is going to bite you, Bootsy. <laughs> Uh, does a 17 fair. hit? Uh, it does. It does. Okay. It deals seven piercing damage as its teeth kind of sink into your hand. Um, but you do manage to, like, keep your grip on it. Um, and then it is your turn. All right. Um, well, I'm going to uh, strike at it with the rapier. And I'm, I'm holding it. It definitely takes... Well, let's see if it hits first. Yeah, roll with advantage since you've got it, like, in your hands. Ooh. Uh, the rapier is 16. That definitely hits. 12. So 12. So mm-hmm. uh, Bootsy, Bootsy shakes him a little bit and, like, goes... Um, with the rapier uh, for 12 points of damage. Yes, in an almost anime fashion, for a moment, it seems like nothing happens as the as the rapier flicks back and forth, and then all of a sudden, the imp just falls apart and poofs into, into <laughs> hellfire almost uh, in your hands and just disappears. Oh, well, I, I didn't mean to do quite that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't know my own strength, everyone. So, all right. Well, uh, in this, in that, and then I guess as, as a bonus action, I'm going to pull out my bedroll and go floop mm-hmm. uh, onto the, the flames. Yeah. You managed to completely smother them out using Drayla's help. Um, and that crisis is averted for now. You also notice that after you remove the imp from the shaft, uh, almost through some arcane mechanism, uh, it starts working again and starts pulling up some of the some of the smoke and the fog and the grease smell from the area um, and you're all able to breathe a little freer in here all right let's take one last break then we'll be right back and back to the story sissy it is your turn okay I think I'm going to... Who do we have up right now? Um, you wise. see you see one individual struggling with uh, with a, something in a pot that he's holding the lid on. Um, give me a perception roll to see what else... Yeah, perception. What else you can catch. Oh! 23! Yeah. 20, finally! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally, an okay roll! Yeah! With a 23, okay. you also notice a small spider kind of walking on the countertop 
near you that looks very strange. It's red, it's furry, and it doesn't look like a normal spider to you. Well, I am a ranger, so can I do an animal handling or arcana check or yeah, a nature check? Yeah, go for check? it. What Any would be of those would check? work. I would do arcana or nature, yeah. Nature. I did nature for 21. Whoa. 21. Oh. I'm coming out. Sissy's coming out. She wants the world she to wants the world to With the 21, you know that this is not a spider naturally occurring in nature, but rather something that has shape-shifted into a spider. Okay. I'm going to... Hand, use my hand axes. I'm going to move mm-hmm. there, there and use my hand axe to cut it in half. Okay. okay go for it. Oh, God. A six. <laughs> you miss it. And the spider just barely jumps out of the way and hides behind, it hides inside like a spice rack, hiding behind some salt and pepper shakers and various containers of, of different uh, scented spices. Would you like to do anything else on your turn? Well, I'm going to yell to my companions. Hey, guys, there's a very suspicious spice. This is a spider here. I don't want to say much more about it. Brian, you hear this? It is your turn. Okay, great. Mm, Can I charm this spider into becoming good? Um, yeah, you could, you could have a, like, how would you attempt to do that? Are you trying to... Uh, reason with it or are you trying to get it to stop hiding uh, right now you can't really see it it's like scurried mm. into a spice rack and kind of like hidden itself you could maybe try to compel it to show itself because show yourself spider yeah go ahead and roll <laughs> I guess intimidation 20 Whoa. Okay. Ah! <laughs> so you see the spider almost kind of cowering a little bit come out from between two uh, bottles, one full of cinnamon, one full of like saffron, kind of like putting its little its little feet together and kind of peeping out like little eyebrows, kind of furrowed, little spider uh-huh. eyelashes uh, and peek out at you. What do you do? This is what I'm weighing. I could squish it or I could make it my companion um, and harness its powers for myself. As in life. Yes, um, yes. I'm gonna charm it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and get it on my side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Brian. What do you? Such a charismatic little elf. What do you? What do you say? Um, you know, I'm a very successful thief. Um, I've been downplaying my wealth this whole time, trying to convince these other people that I don't know what I'm doing. But I, I'm actually very wealthy and if you come with me I think we could really make a lot of money um, your, your size will be of use to me and my acrobatic skills will be of use to you come join me in a life of crime mm. roll persuasion okay 25 oh. okay. right before your eyes almost like a cloud of, of lavender smoke a tiny scarlet-haired gnome appears with a smattering of freckles across her face and emerald eyes, and she says, You're cute. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think we could go into business together. <gasps> I'm Brian. I'm Scarlet. Pleasure meeting you. Let's go. Yeah, let's blow this joint. And she throws her arm in yours. <laughs> what the? All right. Uh, bye. <laughs> Brian. I do love a brunch. I have s- questions. 
Drayla is burned and pissed. <laughs> Drayla, you see this. You see Brian bounce with the cute redheaded gnome. <laughs> There's, there is still, the, the, at this point, the pandemonium in the kitchen has kind of come to a still. There's still a strange pot with its lid being struggled to be kept on. You see a little red face pop in and out of it as the cook is struggling to like poke it with sticks and keep it in the pot. How far away is this pot from me? About 15 feet. I'll go over there and uh, try to stab that face with my short sword. Go for it. <laughs> um, since the cook is also battling it, you do get, uh, you can make a sneak attack if you so wish. Aha. Uh-huh. Nice shot. Great. I'm so excited about this seven I rolled. Well, you do get to roll with advantage. <laughs> That's true. Since it is. Mm-hmm. Even more excited about this nat 20 I rolled. 25. Hey! Wow. <laughs> Gillian, nat 20s are critical hits in this game. So they just, oh. they do so much damage. They're so much fun. 11 yes. plus my sneak attack, which is 12. <laughs> 11 yeah. plus 12. Great, Beautiful. Great, great. So, wow. Drayla, tell me, you are burnt. You are pissed. How do you kill this thing? <laughs> I wait for that thing to pop out. And then r- with precision, right into the eye, shank, goes that short sword. And with that, the kitchen is calm. The grease fire yeah! is put out. The cooks look a little scratched and bruised, but not all the too worse for wear. Um, Brian, Brian <laughs> you are outside the Sarsaparilla Cafe, arm in arm with, with Scarlet the Gnome. Yeah. How does this tale end for you? Well, I probably want to stick around a little bit longer to see the show, <laughs> right? So, okay. Uh, uh, okay. What if, Scarlet, we just stayed a little bit longer, caught the show, and then we can begin our life of crime after? Oh, but what if I get in trouble since I kind of created some trouble in the kitchen? Well... I'll vouch for you. You know, I'm very persuasive, as everyone knows. So I think oh, I could. Oh, I just know you are. I, I think I could really um, just like make a quick pact to never do anything bad again. And I, I think they'll buy it. Okay. Great. I'm going to marry you. Oh, cool. <laughs> I went to high school with both these people. <laughs> this <is> ridiculous. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry, but Sissy has advantage on humanoids for hunting them. <laughs> and I'm going to use my arrows to pin pin Scarlet to the wall, okay? Yes, go for it. Okay, so oh. I'm going to roll my longbow. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it hits. Yes, it does. 24. <laughs> it definitely is. And I'm not trying to do damage. I mean, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do, I could do eight damage if I wanted, but I just want to pin her by her hair to the wall to get yes. this story straight. Uh, Brian, as you're standing next to, to Scarlett, uh, trying to figure out which seat you want to take for the best view mm-hmm. of the show, you just see, whoop. She goes flying and then is pinned oh. by her French braid to the wall. Oh. And from the kitchen door glowering, you see Sissy looking very heroic, bow drawn. Uh, uh, sorry, Scarlet. Uh, nothing I can do. Uh, <laughs> Don't let her eat me. 
Uh, I'll try my best. <laughs> I'll tell them you made that pact to never do anything bad ever again. Okay. Well, I, I am very persuasive. We need some explanations here because I need to earn my sausages. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, Scarlett, uh, if you just like fess up about what was going on in the kitchen, maybe uh, I could uh, get you in with my friends. Yeah, just get some in and give us some info. And then, I mean, who are we to stand in the way of really... Uh, Dumb love, I suppose. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. It's well, the Crimson Claw approached me and said, you know, if I just help them harass Sassy a little bit, that they'd give me membership and some money. And, you know, this girl's got expensive tastes. So I just took it. I didn't really think I'd be hurting anybody. I just thought it would be good fun. So I just cast, you know, a spell to make the eel gigantic, and I let some imps loose. But, you know, it was all just in good fun. Hired hand, huh? Are there any scarlet people here that we can confront? Give me a intimidation check with advantage. Uh, oh, 14 and... <laughs> A 14. Well, my advantage is what it is. <laughs> um, she, she like, kind of tries to take the arrow out of her hair, realizes she's stuck, sees you glowering down at her, and she says, Okay, I'll tell you where they all are. I promise. Just don't eat me. Gnome stew is so tasty, but tell us. <laughs> and that'll be where we close for today's adventure. Brian, what a chaotic little jerk. Oh, I love it. Brian, Brian has a girlfriend, his first yeah. adventure. Immediately. Listen, they're so cute together. Immediately got a girlfriend. <laughs> that is the D&D way. <laughs> so much fun oh, I love D&D thank you so much for playing oh my god that was my pleasure it was so cool and I think my favorite moment is when you used your scientific knowledge to put out a kitchen fire <laughs> let's just hope that I would remember that in, in real life too and not just when I'm sitting here playing Dungeons and Dragons I think oh, first of all can I get one more Brian 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 <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm just so excited for everything that the future holds for you and your character. <laughs> I know. I I really need to um build out Brian's world a bit more. <laughs> that feels like a '90s Nickelodeon cartoon. <laughs> Do you think you'll play again? I would love to. Yeah, I'm down. Great. Are you busy next Tuesday? At I'll I'll 14th? check my calendar. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's read some reviews. Great. Here's one from Cousin Sue. They found our show and listened to the episode, Birds Are Tiny Dinosaurs. I was introduced to periodic talks by my cousin. It was a great format for piquing interest in science and other topics through banter between Gillian and Deanna. I learned a lot about the evolution of birds. So many interesting facts. Also, loved Ken and learning some interesting personal facts about his early career. Gillian and Deanna make a terrific team. I enjoyed their enthusiasm and energy during their exchanges with their guests. Now I have to go back and listen to the previous talks to catch up. 
This was a great new find. Oh, Cousin Sue. Thank you, Cousin Sue. You know what, Cousin Sue? I'm going to sit next to you at the next family reunion. It's going to be great. (laughs) Okay, here's another review from Whiskey Biscuiteer. Ooh, great name. Gillian and Deanna have a wonderful chemistry that is a delight to listen to. I've loved all the interviews with amazing women in STEM careers and the audible joy that is expressed during these conversations. Periodic Talks is both entertaining and effortlessly educational. Oh, that's so nice. I've never been called effortlessly anything, so I'm very excited. (laughs) I've never been called educational. (laughs) By the way, let us know if it's fun hearing us play D&D. We promise this will not turn into a D&D podcast, but we still want to hear your thoughts. Put it in a review on Apple Podcasts, and if y'all want to hear it, we are definitely game to do it again. Yes. This podcast is produced by Tamika Weatherspoon. Our engineering and theme music is by Brendan Burns. Our editor is Tracy Samuelson. Our executive producers are Peter Clowney and Josephine Martirana. Periodic Talks is a production of Stitcher. Stitcher.